Welcome, Purjangers and Wallhangers fans, or as we call you, Walljangers, to a brand new year and a brand new you, but the same old Purjangers Purjanging. And we are the Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. Next to me in the box is our wonderful woman, Katarina Thermoscara. Below me, but always above me, is one Christopher Bristow, the old man. And always around us and surrounding us is our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother, Stephen Bugarell. Our podcast starts the same way with tonight. James Gunn talks inspiration, movie trailer lawsuits, Unreal Superman, and so, so much more on the Triforce podcast. But ultimately... Workforce blocks all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> we start off our podcast. Call in every time you hear ACDC for tickets. <laughs> we start off our podcast the same way with workforce blocks. We'll be back after this. <laughs> and now we're on to our first story, which is a new Batman movie. Images are released, it's animated, and it reveals a 1920s Gotham and Dark Knight costume. And uh, we see it here, which is very, I mean, it's almost Gotham by Gaslight, which... I was going to say that. I'll take more Gotham by Gaslight Batman. And lots of justice. Justice. (laughs) Justice all (laughs) over the place. So the upcoming DC animated film... Batman, the doom that came to Gotham, shares the first look image. And that's pretty much the best look that we got of it. Um, And uh, in that movie, the doom that came to Gotham, it's based on a 2001 miniseries by Mike Magnola, Richard Pace, and Troy Nixie that reimagines the Dark Knight's origin story set in the roaring 20s of one of the DC Elseworlds, the story sees Bruce Wayne as an explorer who unwittingly unleashes a Lovecraftian evil, which he must combat after 20-year absence from Gotham. The voice cast includes (laughs) David uh, Gullian Tolley as Batman, uh, Patrick Fabian as Harvey Dent, John John DiMaggio as James Gordon, Emily uh, O'Brien as Talia Al Ghul. I so wished you said John Madden. That would have been so cool. That would have been better with John Madden. <laughs> as Jim Gordon? Yeah. Batman, I really need you to get Talia Al Ghul under check. Boom. Oh, you got the X's here, and Talia's the O's, and her ninjas are here. And boom, you go across the front line, and you go for the goal. Like, John, John, John. I mean, where, where are you going with this? Where's the arrest? Oh, arrest. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a playbook. <laughs> that was the white sweep. <laughs> a little bit off. Thanks, John sir. Madden. Let's oh, stick boy. with the Joe DiMaggio. John, John DiMaggio on this one. Um, Emily O'Brien is telling you. Cool. Christopher Gordon, uh, Gorham as Oliver Queen and David Desmelchan as Grendon. David Dismalchan I mean, really impressed me as Pokedoc, man. I just can't get over John Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to move on the boat, but John Madden's still over there on the shore like, 
wait, wait. Boom. You know, it was never the same after they, after he who's, couldn't draw. Who, who, who is Al Michaels going to be? <laughs> the best, be Robin. The best part with John Madden was that the I forget the other announcer. He always used to make fun of him because he was afraid to fly. Because yeah, because he because he wouldn't go. Well, you can't go to the what was it the Pro well, Bowl? I mean, it was, you can't get a boat out there that quickly. It was Dennis yeah. Miller mm-hmm. too. Dennis Miller was on Monday Night Football for a while. It was him, Summerall, and Miller. Yeah, and they always made fun of him for it. But everybody did. I mean, everybody. It is literally still the safest way to travel. But Cat, how do you feel about the uh, the voice cast as well as this 1920s? Changing the origins, maybe Martha and Thomas Wayne are alive and kicking. You know, maybe they're alive and kicking, and he's just traveling the world. And oh shit, I unleashed evil. Feel like if we're gonna get the same characters, it's nice to change up at least the backgrounds. Mm. Um, the voice cast—they seem pretty solid enough. Uh, No newbies, pretty solid. You know, usual the usual suspects for the most part. So. And their animated stuff usually does really well, so good for them. I mean, I, we said before, they could pretty much I do whatever like they want. I would love a non-main character um, animation. Somebody other than Batman? I mean, Beef Eater. What the fuck not? Beef Eater? <laughs> <laughs> give me one. Give me anybody, really. I mean, shit. Beef Eater. Yes, Beef Eater. Why not? It's a character. Okay. There's a lot of there's whatever a lot of I'm weird thinking. Characters. I shouldn't mm. say because I'm not allowed to say those words anymore. But beef eater <laughs> aside, I'm liking this as an animated Batman. We always said that the animated Batman, an animated series in general, really do good. But yeah. with <clears throat> especially with the Batman, it's an easy up. For them to just even take something like this, like we're not doing Gotham by Gaslight, but it's in the twenties. I just feel like, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like, like you said, their animated stuff is usually pretty solid. the The voice actors are familiar names. I'm sure that you know. I'm sure they'll do as great a job as always. I just would love to have something new. Mm-hmm. DC has. 52 main characters and hundreds of not main characters. Why oh, yeah. do we keep focusing on like the same three? Three, <laughs> three to five. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like three to five characters. Let, let, <laughs> let's, let's see something new. I love the 1920s. Yeah. I love that whole aesthetic that always leans into like that steampunk stuff that you know I love. Mm. Gotham Guy um, by Gaslight um, leaned into that too. But I, would, I just would like to see someone else. That's because DC sold their soul to an evil witch. And these three are the only three we're allowed until we break the curse. Well, I think that's like they're the only witch. So they're only ones that that make them like a decent amount of money. And I get that. Batman is their most popular character. They're most successful financially. They're of course. But it it feels like, oh, everything is falling apart. Let's throw out another Batman thing. To your point. Like, I when want to you, see something else. When you look at when you look at uh, like the Mar uh, the Sony purchase of Spider Man, they only wanted Spider Man. They didn't want the entire MCU, even though they probably could have got it for dirt cheap and did whatever they wanted. Oh, people right. only care about Spider Man. 
And then Iron Man came out, which we mentioned last week that was accepted in the National Film Registry. That is what DC is lacking by your comment of, you have 52 main characters. Has anybody even talked about Green Lantern? No, we're not allowed. We have we got to keep Green Lantern in the in the closet, again, and nobody could see him again. The evil witch. It could be a troll or a goblin as well. <laughs> Probably not a fairy. Martian <laughs> Manhunter, Plastic Man, uh, Elastic or Man, or the Daedra. I mean, Jesus, could be give, the me, Daedra. give me a Booster Gold movie. Jesus Christ, anybody animated? Like you don't just have to focus those characters into an animated. Television it's animated. Show. Not that animated isn't uh, animation isn't expensive, but it's not the same commitment as a live action film. Correct. You you don't have the limitations that you have with a live action film. So why not use that to test out new characters? Why continue to give us the same one? We could put any character in 1920s, it would, and it would be a freaking cool story. Just because we're changing again, beautiful Nightwing. You can still have Batman. Give he can show like, up and help Nightwing. Done. Or even give me like a villain one. Give me one with um, yep. uh, Vandal Savage or so. Just yeah. something. Yeah. Ooh, something. Vandal Savage would be great. Something new. Vandal. Something I new. would. I'm down for a Vandal Savage one. I really am. I I would love that because Vandal Savage was one of. The, I was really impressed whenever they had him in there, and they, especially how they just would tell his story of guess what. Atlantis, that was all me. Ah, that was part of the first humans. Awesome. What is this? Chris is still hung up on John Madden. Boom! <laughs> I know that that was all sportsing, which is why I was completely checked out. <laughs> uh, I'm barely fluent in the fort, in the force. In that and the sports. Yeah, you can barely make objects move. <laughs> but only when you're sitting downhill. They come right to you. Yeah, yeah. The Lazy Man's Force may be the title of the podcast, but <laughs> something else that may be titling is this next story because James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn, so Workforce Blocks and Double Shot Tuesday is fine. Call um, in every time you hear ACDC for tickets. <laughs> Maybe. To Miley Cyrus. Why would they play ACDC? For, you know uh, what? They don't play Miley Cyrus, so you got to yeah. have something for the tickets. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I'll make it. That's the losing prize. The workforce block of ACDC, the loser gets Aww. tickets to Miley Cyrus. Just because like Miley Cyrus. I'm not saying Miley Cyrus is bad. It's just saying if you're a rock, if you're in for a not rock if concert, you're listening to MMR, you're not. Instead of you going, it's hey, honey, I got you tickets. There you go. Now Free everybody's still happy. Anyway, like James Gunn, right. that guy, he's talking inspiration for his DC universe from. The Justice League Unlimited and Young Justice. Of course, he has not listened to our advice and gotten off of Twitter. So he was responding to a fan on Twitter and said he is definitely taking inspiration from the animated shows Justice League Unlimited and Young Justice when planning out the DCU with Peter Safran. While Gunn didn't elaborate on aspects of the series which inspired him, both properties successfully balanced popular and obscure characters, which you were just talking about, already established in the universe. So that means, especially with Justice League Unlimited and Young Justice, they had a plethora, as I move the mic, a plethora of characters in both of those series, which 
the question. I mean, that's one of those obscure characters that you see. But I like this news, especially because those are two, I would have to say, by fans, are two of the most popular animated series. Because Young Justice is fantastic if you have not watched it on the HBO Maxes. It is. And Justice League Unlimited, that was one of the, that was the first, well, second one. I watched Justice League, then I watched Justice League Unlimited. And I love both of them. Like, if you're going off of that, go. My daughter was mm, five, five or six, and she dressed up as Artemis in Young Justice. And I went to a convention with her. Like, I took her with me to a Comic-Con. And so many people were like, are you She-Hulk? I'm like, because <laughs> you know artemis wears all green yeah right she had a bow and arrow she's wearing all green and she even had like the face mask but i think and i don't know why people just kept on asking her if she was well she hulk i'm like her skin is not green she's you gotta understand all those times that jennifer needed a bow and arrow in the law in you know the law room in the court you know okay, of course. i object Actually, that's how OJ won the trial. <laughs> With a bow and arrow in the courtroom. That's right. I mean, I don't... You know, I, I just remember that. how, like, deflated she was because she was so excited to go as Artemis, and, and the amount of people that asked her if she was She-Hulk was just way Look, too high. I'm sure Old Man will confirm that I disappointed a couple of anime cosplayers at the, uh, the, the Comic-Con we went to down in Delaware because... They were characters, and I was like, oh, oh, I know that one. And it wasn't that their character, like, their costume was bad. It's just I've watched so much anime since then. I just, I don't remember. Kids remember all these characters and all the little things they wear and different versions of them, and I could not care less. I just, that was a good show. I, too, have a hard time retaining um, once I've moved on to another show, there are people like I, I, I'm, I used to be, I still am like technically, but I haven't been on that page in forever. One of the administrators for the Connecticut Whovian Club. And there are people in that Whovian Club that can, can speak by episode. Like, oh, that episode where this was like, oh, yeah, that was um, series four, episodes six. The name of that episode was this. No. <laughs> I've run into Star no. Wars nerds like that. Like, oh, what was mm -hmm. Obi-Wan's Metachlorian count? Who knows that? There are people that know it. And you know Why? what? Power to them that they're, they're passionate, that passionate about it that they do know. There are people that can tell you where everything on the Voyager is, where the nacelles are, where the, where the quarters are, where the offices are, where, where the bar mm -hmm. is, all of that. I've seen every single episode of every single Star Trek that has ever been put out to date. I could not tell you the schematics of any of those mother effing shit. <laughs> I would be so I've played Star lost Trek if games, you were ever to put me And I still it. couldn't tell you. Nope. Nope. But power to the people that do. Absolutely. If you're going to study it that much, I mean, it's why they made you a character in The Simpsons. It is amazing the amount of passion that people have for the things that they love. I'm way, here for it. way too much effort that I would ever give. Let me tell you this. But I could distinguish a Banta from a Stormtrooper. I got that one down. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> now distinguish a Banta from a Womp Rat. We'll be good. <laughs> it's not Some of them cat. are big. Some of those Womp Rats get big. As big as a Loath Cat. Huge. Gigantic. Gigantic, like 
this next story, which of course is. That was a good segue. (laughs) That was a good segue, Kat. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because Stan Lee, the man himself, is getting a documentary coming to the Disney Plus in 2023 to celebrate his what would have been 100th birthday on December 28th, Disney announced the Stan Lee documentary. Um, I, as soon as I mentioned the story to Big Brother, he said the same thing I thought first. Why did it take you so long to do this? I swear I thought they're all, well, I'm sure they're, they're, I know for a fact that there are other Stan Lee documentaries, but I'm kind of surprised yes. if this doesn't already exist. Mm-hmm. In the way that it does right now. Okay. However, I think regardless of whether Disney already had a documentary on him or not, for his 100th birthday, they definitely would do one anyway. Like another Oh, something. yeah. <clears throat> oh, a centennial? Absolutely. I mean, it. we mentioned it a lot of times in prior, you know, previous podcasts, rather, that it was the Marvel movies and his appearances, which got him through his later years because of that. Not, and he, you know, comics weren't, you know, there's a, a lot of sh- shifting sands, if it were from then to now, financially wise, it's not like Stan's getting a dollar every time you buy a Spider-Man comic. Yeah. I thought he died. He well, did. he was very famously ah. like screwed out of, um, royalties and things yeah. as being an animator at the time um so um what the heck kevin smith yeah putting yeah. him in mall rats giving mm-hmm. him that resurgence that's what started him appearing in all the marvel movies is how he managed to actually make money off of the characters that he created so good for him and good for kevin smith and good for the rest of us <laughs> yeah i mean i want to know more about the Stanley story and God damn it. I'll say it. I want a Disney telling of it. I mean, they, the documentaries even alone that they have on Disney and even how they've done the behind the scenes on Mando and the behind the scenes on the Marvel stuff. Give me a behind the scenes on the, the man himself, Stan Lee, who creates a gigantic portion of your profit margin, especially coming into this year. Like we mentioned, uh, Later on in the end credits, we're getting uh, Black Panther on the 20th. We're getting Ant-Man in February. We're getting a lot mm-hmm. of stuff nerd-wise, movie-wise, mm-hmm. this year. <clears throat> Secret Invasion, series-wise. This is one of those things to where if you... I want to know where they're going to cap it off. Do you think they're going to go in the end of the year for this documentary or in that summer lull? I think... They have lulls? Well, there are no lulls with the mouse. It's always happiness. I would think it would probably be around his birthday, no? I would think so, but I would also I would also think that they would want to do it right before the summer blockbuster season. Uh, that's what I want, but I also think they would just kind of lazy like, oh, put it on his birthday next year. But it's for the, you know, 100, they announce it. 101, here's the documentary. I kind of feel like that's what we're going to get, but I'd love for it to come like before the summer, like where they have time and they didn't really announce anything series wise because like we're getting bad batch starting on the fourth. 
Go until March 29th. Well, you figure he was born December, the end of December. 28th. I want to say that. Thank you. And then he died um, mid-November, November 12th, I think it was. Ooh, so November so or December? That, you know what I mean? Somewhere mm. in, in that area would seem right. It would give them mm. enough time to do what they need to do. I'm sure they have a, enough footage for 80 documentaries. Oh, uh, yeah. Already. But I would think that they would time it around there. That's a nice window. I think that's a nice window because, you know, November to December, that's a nice area for them to <clears throat> put any kind of, like, last-minute touches on it and stuff like that that they always like. Um, but I like the fact that they are putting out this documentary because, like we said, it should have already been there. But it's a different take from The House of Mouse, which I think mm. that as arbitrary as it sounds is different. And it's a, a take that is well needed. Old man, do you have an opinion at all this podcast? Or are you just going to be like Casey Boy and hit the buttons back there? <laughs> I'm, I'm just listening. That's all I'm doing. Oh, oh, okay. That's my job. <laughs> Big Brother's been saying Speak more than you. Nice boulder. <laughs> at least you turned your buttons up. Like turning up this next story because Hugh Jackman turned up. His subscription for movies when it comes to Wolverine. Because reportedly extending his Wolverine role beyond Deadpool 3 to share the screen with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in which what people are saying is probably that appearance is going to be Secret Wars. Which totally makes sense. If you're going to do something crazy, especially for Secret Wars, like, all right, Deadpool 3 makes sense. Bring them back in. Then when do you want to bring out the Yakman Jackman? Secret Wars. He's a really good Wolverine. He is. See? But in that time frame, they could also, you, you know, I mean, Wolverine will be kind of. They already teased the mutants with Ms. Marvel. So they know, like, that kid was able to know, oh, you're, you're a mutant. Like, so there is that factoid they released here. With Wolverine. I don't see them making him our canonical, uh, you know, uh, MCU Wolverine. I just see it as a nice kind of like uh, cameo role for him, you know? Let's see what we can get him to do for <laughs> I think it's going to be like a multiverse thing. I don't Start know off, so, see how it goes with Deadpool three. You got him for another movie, probably Secret Wars. If you want to do like a cameo for like I don't know, She Hulk, whatever. Maybe you yeah, work I it think in. it's going to be him from a different Earth. It's only there for a minute, or you know, they go to his Earth and because they need to do something that's on that earth and then they mm -hmm. come back. I, I, but, um, or he lives. I like that view. It, it's something that people are either going to absolutely love or bitch about. And either way, I'm, oh, I don't want to hear it. You'll get a lot of both. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, I almost like that viewpoint of yours to where that would flip up movie and TV viewing watching when you're looking at the MCU is if this whole movie, even if you have characters that you're familiar with takes place on a different earth, 
because you're going into this multiversal realm. We had that with Loki. Continue that. I mean, obviously, Ant-Man, you're going into the quantum realm, but continue that kind of thought bubble. If you're going into this multiversal phase, give me different Earths and different universes because, you know, they wanted to go cosmic. You had Guardians of the Galaxy where it was different planets, and you know which ones were, especially R.I.P. Novacorp. But give us different stuff like that. Give us different worlds if you're going into this multiverse. Don't just tiptoe in the kiddie pool. Go in the deep end. Yep. Go big or go home. Get your swimmies. You know, you can have swimmies. I'll give you swimmies. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> just go out there. I don't want you hanging on to mom and dad dragging them down, and then all you dead in the deep end then we got to get out of the pool like i said i just i want a little dark hear people bitch about it i really don't i really don't (laughs) which is why i try not to pause it on it because Mm -hmm. most of people's guesses are absolutely wrong like so far off I will never forget what everybody was saying for every mother effing episode of wandavision thousand times wrong just just and let it and let it come out and enjoy it for what it is that's almost why they've added that little in that little info bubble there whenever you watch a movie (laughs) shut the fuck up (laughs) unless you're oh i wouldn't have done that okay make your own effing movie but if you're not going to make your own effing movie like, this is outside the Avengers End Games and going to a particular theater where people are particularly rowdy and add in funny commentary for, you know, ethnic reasons. This is... For no reason. Well, yeah, but sometimes it matters. Um, but this is, if you're just like, don't go in there! Sh- shut that man up. Get that guy out. Why are you even, why are you even still think? Get him out of here. I am Check a sexy, you. sassy bitch. You could do that in the lobby. <laughs> I think like my biggest reason for just show and film fatigue right now is mm-hmm. because of the incessant everybody's hot takes and they all have to feel like there's some kind of edgy like n- no one's ever heard this take before trust me we have and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just take a page out of my book and just fucking listen. Just, just. There's a reason why you have two ears and only one mouth. There'd be a, a very dead podcast if we all just sat and listened. But <laughs> yep, one thing up. we are going to listen to is that and this next story. Because <laughs> Doctor Who, the 60th anniversary trailer was released, and it actually broke a record for the franchise. Several records uh, for the franchise as hype continues with Russell T. Davies taking back the helm. So, Doctor Who first debuted in 1963. The, The coolest part that I saw in Doctor Who news recently is with this 60th anniversary, the original classic Who is getting colorized. So that'll be awesome. I mean, I didn't really mind the black and white. It was only like what they saved. (laughs) 
I've seen anime with longer first seasons. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. What you save, it's not a lot. So, you know, and even the uh, Troughton days, they have, I think, one or two lost. Ep- There's a couple lost episodes throughout the Doctors along the way. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't care. Animate or colorize them. Do whatever you want. But we've talked about how Doctor Who have been handled in the past. Now, this is the one part, Katarina, since... Doctor Who is coming up, and this new season I am so hopeful for. The reason why I am so hopeful for this new show, well, season, is because Russell T. Davies is taking back the helm. He brought the show back to life in 2005, and now I'm betting in 2023 he's going to bring the show back to life again. With He has a certain kind of way of helming and writing the show that it's quirky it you know even queen elizabeth before she died said that the ninth doctor was her favorite and that was right along ninth and tenth that's usually where everybody kind of centers yeah and it was that writing that kind of show helming that really led people to say give me more there is more here what else do you have and the stories were in depth moisturize me You know, there's a whole bunch of different things that Doctor Who did well there that I'm thinking that it's going to it's going to get better from from the McClunky kind of storytelling that's been here because he did good series. I mean, just start Doctor Who over again. You'd be like, oh, my God, this is great. Well, he was very smart in that he put. He knew where his strengths were and where his weaknesses were, and he put the right people in the right spots. And you have that New with aliens. the tri- triple F threat that's at Div- Disney right now with mm-hmm. um, Feige, Filoni, and the third one that always... Favreau. Thank you, Favreau. Sorry, John. Um, the most successful people are the ones that understand that they can do everything from suit to nuts, so they put people that they know are talented and care about the material that they're doing, and they... And, he gives them things to do. Uh, that's why when he was the showrunner before, it was so successful, especially early on. A little bit later, he started to waver because he started to think, take try to take too much control. And yep. when that happens, that's when things start to get uneven. So him leaving, although I hate that we got such uneven writing afterwards, I think it was necessary for him to kind of pull back and see someone else make the same mistakes that he was making when he left, which is to just try to do it all himself. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you, you know, the work is going to suffer. So I'm excited for his return. If he's learned his lesson, do you see him? If he had room for growth? Well, yeah. yeah. If, he, if he took yeah. that time and really reflected on this is where it was failing. And I think that's part of the reason why he burned out, too, and why Capaldi was probably the least popular doctor under his reign um, at the time because of those issues. The, the writing became uneven. People didn't like his personality. And um, that was why he left at the time, because he was just like, you know what? It's getting to be too much. Mm-hmm. He realized that. So I'm hoping that he got this time off and is going to come back. With a little bit more humility and back to that, like when he first brought Christopher Eccleston on the scene and gave us what I think is probably um, the best doctor. Uh, in I know, one for season. For human's sake, yeah. Christopher Eccleston is the one that brought all of those people in in that one season 
so that we could get everything that came afterwards. So for that, I'm always going to hold yes. that doctrine to pretty high esteem. I'm, I, I always say Eccleston was the one that got me in, but Tennant is my doctor. Capaldi was very close. He's a third in, in favorite doctors because of how he portrayed the character. Oh, yeah. And His acting was amazing. Stephen But Moffat, you know what I'm saying about that run. Yeah. When, when he was the doctor, there was a lot, a lot of pushback about the kind of doctor that he was. You could I personally tell. didn't feel it. I loved Peter Capaldi's doctor. Oh, yeah. I especially loved his um, monologues. Mm-hmm. He had some of the best monologues out of all the doctors. Yes. And Peter Capaldi's a phenomenal actor. Oh. But that doctor did get a lot of heat. And Peter Capaldi mm-hmm. even says that. Like, that's one of the reasons why he left after three years, because he just couldn't take it anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, even Matt Smith, when he was talking to Peter Capaldi coming in, he, Matt Smith had, uh, a, it was some kind of leg injury. And Capaldi said, what happened to you? He was like, this damn showmate. <laughs> Always turning and looking dramatically. So much torque on your legs that he pops something, man. Don't forget leg day. <laughs> Never forget leg day. You're like, oh, the legs, I walk around. Every time. No, it's not the it's same. Them every time. Never forget leg day. Don't forget shoulder day either. Right. It's an important yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> Apparently. Well, I mean, you don't want to forget leg day. Leg day. You got to be a thick boy. There you go. I'm you not going to lie. You know, on that, there's a lot of thick squirrels in my backyard. And the first thought that popped in my head was you, Katarina. Like, damn, that's a thick-ass squirrel. All right, thick boy. Yeah, boy, you thick. <laughs> we'll never forget how angrily <laughs> creatures in my backyard react to that. Like, there are people that think that's a compliment, okay? <laughs> you know what? With Link barking Hashtag after him. And, and <laughs> anything sounds better with uh, than Link barking after him, so... Um, we'll have to see how this story turns out, but something we won't have to worry about is this next story because movie studios beware. You can be sued over deceptive trailers, says a judge. Dude, that fucks me up all the time. The mouse like, will be. I see it. It's, I it's see right it. here. I'll see it. I'll see it. Look. On the Discord it screen. And it, I'm like, what is wrong? Oh. It happened oh. to me before the podcast. I'm getting everything set up. And I'm like, why isn't it? Mo- Did the monitor switch all of a sudden? I didn't know what happened. <laughs> this behind this the scenes. This one shows clip. that one. So, monitors be damned. Moody. Moody Studio. Movie studios, <laughs> beware. Egg a movie muffin. <laughs> Egg a movie muffin. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I was trying to start that over. Oh, you're an adult. There are no adults. Movie studios, beware, because you can now be sued over deceptive movie trailers. And... <laughs> A lawsuit inspired by a cut of Anna DeArmas's cameo rises legal questions. So on Tuesday, a judge filed a ruling that a movie studio can now be sued under false advertising laws if they release a deceptive trailer. Variety reports, and if you thought there's a decision came from years of trailer-exclusive footage in Marvel movies... Think again. The lawsuit came to fruition of 
two slight Anna DeArmas fans who rented Danny Boyle and Richard Curtis's yesterday after seeing DeArmas in the trailer, only to discover she was cut from the final version of the movie. It's kind of yeah, fucked up, though. all the time. If you're a fan and you look at one trailer, these two, I guarantee you, white, white, pasty white bitches <laughs> got this goddamn lawsuit through. <laughs> Sentient cut a really good lawsuit. something I, mean, I read on the internet. Whiter than Big Brother. Watch right. Lug Nuts. You'll see how white he gets. Whiter than that. That's where the color, that's, that's why they call it. Rich, white guarantee white. you. Rich, rich white bitches got this done. I what, mean, what, so what movie? What movie? Hang on. What, yesterday, what was that movie. The movie's called Yesterday. Yeah, it's, Danny um, Boyle. It, the it's guy the that wakes movie. up in the yeah. Yeah, but but it seems so far away. Sean Pat- Patrick Flannery did that. He was like really like white, white powder, 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 motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh wow, that. <laughs> Those fans who each paid $3.99 can suck my fucking dick if that's what... They rented it for $3.99, and you got up $4? So... $4. I am uh, offended out of all the opinions the that I'm going to say on this, on this podcast that I've been so talkative on, Ugh. I'm going to say this. Okay. We talk. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, don't get there me wrong. There is no need for this. So, so yes, there, there is. There They've is been lying need to us for years. There is they need, need to be for held it. Accountable. I'm I mad just, that it was yeah. sentient cottage cheese that got it done, but it's done. <laughs> sentient cottage cheese might be a title in the podcast. <laughs> you wanted to be angry, thick boy. Be sentient cottage cheese. There we go. <laughs> we get it by the end. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I like the fact that we it, it, all right. It's a law. You can be sued for this, no yeah, matter how so, stupid. So like the coffee area, warning, though. man. So that's how a am I supposed area. to know coffee's hot? So it's a very gray area because they have focus groups, and if the person tests well on the original trailer on the original footage, there's a reason why they got cut. Mm-hmm. So there's, I could see it both ways. Yes. But you cannot have that a definitive line in the sand over artwork. Because it is artwork. It is artwork. Deceptive trailer is a bit vague. This, this, okay, and this is where I disagree with that. Because this isn't just art. This is an advertisement to get you to purchase this product. And they are misleading you because they are putting things in there that are not in the product that you're purchasing. And if it wasn't there, you might not purchase that. It product. was a rental. You know, it's also you're misleading. Still, you're, you're still putting money. You're still paying money. Well, no, that, that's to your to point. Consume something. It's a rental. It was out. They had the they trailer the movie for the movie way after its release. Way after. Yeah, but you don't know what's in the movie until you watch it. In fact, the movie studio had to say, "Wait, what movie? We did what? <laughs> when? <laughs> we so, still, we still rent that? Really? Let's, let's let's kind of diffuse this one right here. <laughs> really? Because the kids are driving the bus right now. Yeah. No, I think that this is where our paths converge, my friend. 
Yeah, man. No, I, I see Diverge. the need for this because I, especially in this day and age, you depend on a movie trailer to see whether you want to watch this movie or not. It is All right, so, a button so on every there. streaming service. So if you have a trailer Speaking of, buttons. of, you know, Taika Waititi in a movie and I watch that movie and he's not in it. But here's the question. Is she physically credited on a trailer poster or video? That's for the and law the to decide. And no, the judge said yes. But if the answer to that is no, then technically they're not saying anything. The courts but, disagree. But, <laughs> Leave it to IT to decide. The context to this <laughs> is that the judge says, yes, you can go ahead and sue. You may not win. You know what else is deceptive? When they change the thumbnails, you think it's a different, hey, they got a new one. And it's a new, I hate that. It's yeah, the same thing. All the time, so I'm not suing Netflix. <laughs> Essentially. Grow up. Oh, they weren't there. You paid three dollars. Oh, <laughs> you poor baby. Like, tell me you don't. Oh, you see this? It's a small as And there's a particular scene they can't that piques you. your interest. I know. And, and is the reason why you <laughs> go see that film because you see this scene in the trailer. Then you watch the entire film and it's not in there. Yes, that happened for most of the Marvel movies. She's they're hiding behind a tree in that scene. So yesterday That's follows false a man. False advertising, and it should be illegal. By yeah, Hamish Patel, forty lashes, who somehow ends up in a world where the Beatles don't exist. The movie trailer had a brief a shot movie. of De who would have played a rival love interest to Lily James's character, but her character and plotline were reportedly ex- uh, excised from yesterday because it didn't play well with and audiences. They were as boring plot. Yeah, so they did a focus test group, and they yeah so test remove her from the trailer. You don't need to add that in the trailer, then, if she's not in there. I mean, if you're cutting her from an entire movie, you can cut her from the trailer. You're telling me you don't have that that whatever ten seconds. You don't have Let's something else that you could just kind of pop in there. This is or why make it you ten rent seconds it. shorter. There you go. This is why how long a trailer has to be. This is why you rented yesterday enough because of the music. This is why you rented it. And because of a subplot so, character. <laughs> not there because be of the Beatles. I'm not the most legendary band who's graced the face of the earth. Go to sub-Saharan Africa and that little island of people, they've heard of them as well. Like, hey, this hello, is why you, you, you picked it. Because of this third plot <laughs> character no one's heard yelling? of. Anna Diarmas was Fight. very popular in Queen's Gambit, sir. Sure, sure. Very she was popular. also in Knives mm-hmm. Out, right? Yes. I thought she would have made a good Mara. Um, she doesn't compare to the there Beatles. There are certain things that you watch because you think somebody that you like is going to be in it. Yes. Like, oh, I enjoy this actor in everything that he does, so if they're attached to this film, I'll mm-hmm. probably like it because usually their stuff is pretty solid. So I get where they're coming from. Will Doctor they win Who this lawsuit? Syndrome. Time will tell. But do I think that they need to cut things out of the trailer that's not going to be in the end result of what I'm watching? Absolutely. Now, yeah. Because that is misleading. Mm-hmm. Now, if they were right, only right. And that's playing why there's, Journey there's songs. Focus groups. <laughs> that, that, I would be pissed then. Commercial release trailers. But wasn't and that a commercial release trailer? I don't think so. Are you sure? I don't have the full context of the article. Well, the court said yes, so I'm going to say it was. 
Yeah, but that was based on Anna de Armas saying that she was going to be in the movie, not the physical trailer. So it's context sensitive to that. I don't know, man. Well, they're they, defending the they man. They argued under free speech I'm laws. Defending we don't. The we don't. We don't defend. That's not artwork. The product is the artwork. That's not artwork. That is false advertising. Lawyers for Universal Pictures, which oh, distributed <laughs> the 2019 movie, lawyers. argued that trailers have a long history of using shots that didn't make it into theatrical releases of the movie. Old man. Um, they cited the trailer for Jurassic Park back in 1993, which didn't include any footage of the movie as it functioned as a prologue for the premise. The studio's lawyers argued the trailer falls under free speech laws, whereas the U.S. District District Judge Stephen Wilson (laughs) maintained that they are inherently advertisements, thus must be held up to the same standards. Universal's team said that this could be open uh, this could open the door to false advertising lawsuits, but Wilson pointed out that those lawsuits only hold water when a significant percentage of customers felt misled. So apparently it was more I will sign that petition. It was more it than just they have to tell the truth. It was more than just these two pasty white bitches. It was an <laughs> army of pasty white bitches. What was, it what was, was a whole that? dairy section. <laughs> it was at least a battalion. Piece. What was that one with the dog that was really sad, but they booked, but the trailers were all, it was Marley and me. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Fuck. Someone sue about that one. Like, you know what? No, that was a big there, thing. Everyone was disappointed. When you ask someone about that, all the trailers boy. were all like making it yeah, out. Yeah, like Owen it's a comedy. Wilson, um, Rachel from, Fucking friends. Um, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. And you knew there was a dog. They were all having fun. Anybody that you said, you Turns saw. Turns out. Hey, you saw Marley and me. How was it? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did, was in that movie? <laughs> the dog died. Spoiler alert. You, you had, had your chance. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't a comedy. You objected and then just went against your objection. Yes, yes, that, that's true. Yeah. Sustained. <laughs> Proceed. I object. Sustained. <laughs> okay. Uh. And his name is John C. I tell you what, even. John Cena wouldn't object to this next story, which is our ad segment of A Plus Caterers and Events. You're going to love my nuts. We want you to hop on over to APLUSCaterers.com. That's where you're going to find all of the most delicious delicatessens for your event or catering needs. They handled 2022 so well that people are chomping at the bit to get more. So book them right now because they may be going way out, way out, far out to the fences. Like this next story. Because organized crime, first person shooter, crime boss, Rock City, announced for PlayStation 5, Series X, and PC. 
the publisher 505 Games and developer in-studio games uh, partnered with Epic Games, uh, a lot of games there, have announced Crime Boss Rockaway City. It's not Rockaway, but I like the Ramones, so it's Rockaway City right now. Uh, a, co- a cooperative organized crime first-person shooter set in the 90s Florida where there's going to be a lot of crackheads. And it will f- it will launch first for PC on the Epic Game Store on March 28th and followed by PlayStation 5 and Series X later in 2023. Rock City, a thriving metropolis, metropolis, uh, metropolitan buzzing with entertainment and sandy bays to towering skyscrapers, uh, skyscrapers. So essentially it's like, you know, Night City or any city, really. After the demise of previous crime boss, a power vacuum has appeared in the new king of Rocky City, and there may be sinister contenders fighting for the throne. Choose a crew and on their skills and expertise, execute daring missions, carry out staggering heists, or maybe you'll walk away with the cash, the turf, and ultimately the crown. In the trailer, they got some... <clears throat> they got some main main people in here. Like you see, fucking Chuck Norris. There's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of bigs in here. Yeah, I saw the I saw the uh, trailer in the Epic Store. It's interesting. Oh, I mean, I'll wait. Michael Rucker, he's in it. I mean. Crime boss RPGs always they always have their 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 spot, I'll say. Um, but what really impressed me about this is that you get like Kim Bassinger. You get not just like John Carlo Esposito or Norman Reedus, you know what I mean? You're getting different people other than, you know, Danny Trejo. Not the first time he's been in a game, not gonna be the last, but you're getting a whole bunch of different characters that you're going to look at and be like, oh, it's that guy. And it's kind of like that film experience that you're getting from, you know, those secondary characters that made a career off of acting and just being, oh, it's that guy. Right. That kind of feel in Character gaming. actors as opposed to, like, mainstream. Yeah. And there's just, that's the kind of feel I got from it. And you have a power vacuum in a crime family, I kind of feel like that's a good premise for a game. And then adding like Chuck Norris and a whole bunch of different actors in there on top of it is just going to make it even more stronger of a game (laughs) because it's the thing that you get. Well, the thing you get from you might, I, I might be able to hear you if the microphone's in front of your mouth and not behind your head. It is a I mean, Big Brother does the same thing. He just tosses the microphone over there, and then he has a comment, and then it's just like, I can't hear you, man. Ed Vanilla. Well, I can hear him because he's everywhere over here. Everywhere. Yeah. You're breaking the fourth wall again, man. No, I'm I'm, I'm totally I cut that all besides a finger. I'm not breaking the fourth. And it was just a finger in the side. Yeah, not that one. Not that one. There we go. So we'll have to see how Crime Boss turns out in the future. A lot like the future of this next story. Because, once again, 
There's a Superman trailer, but it's also this time in Unreal 5. And it has fans yearning with outer space travel for the suit. Let's 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 not get our hopes up, right? Remember what they did last time. Well, there's yeah, a trailer I'm not, below. I'm not worried about this because it's yeah, it's it's in Unreal Five. Yes, it looks spectacular. Yes, it's in pre-alpha. But you know what? They'll fuck it up anyway, and I don't want. I don't really want to care. I mean, it's really just showing off what Unreal Five can do. And I mean, Soup's capes eh, it could do a little more work. Yeah. So I mean, you better have that cape. The thing otherwise, is, is that the studio, just like just like the movies, just like the movie side, they're gonna fuck it up. So. I don't know, man. I, I would I would even just love to be able to fly around in this demo. I'm sold. Look at this. I mean Shut like, up and take my money. Unless unless you're gonna get someone from like out of Look at that, he almost hit a helicopter, man. That's enough. Insomniac Studios to do a, a Superman King, because they, they did Spider Man very well. Let's get them to do it. I'll be happy. They made me too much money. You don't know what the you don't know make the game look good. The quote, I mean, you know, if they're not looking at forty nine million, they were looking at about like twenty. I mean, mm, they're only going to make about like four hundred and fifty million off the deal, so that may actually (laughs) may quash it. You got spicy, Chris, (sighs) tonight. (laughs) You know what? I like it better when you weren't talking. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Cat were having great conversation. But this is the know. part. I kind of like spicy Chris. Um, <laughs> that's a spicy thick boy. Right. Hang on, I got that button. That's a spicy thick boy. Yes, he oh is. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's awesome right there. That was me. I was not expecting to hear that. All right, that's some cool shit. But being able to fly out to outer space as Superman, fly to the moon. And then fly back to Metropolis if that's what you can do in Unreal 5. If you don't give me a Superman game or a game equivalent to this, I give up. So what if they put that in the artwork, but then it wasn't in the game, Chris? What happened then? I mean, I probably wouldn't buy it anyway. We would need an army of, (laughs) what did you call them? Pasty cabbages? Or no, pasty... uh, Tasty cabbage. Sentient cottage cheese. We need, a, we need a battalion of sentient cottage cheese. We're buffering uh, 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 to be able to get the uh, n- the next lawsuit involved. But overall, man, I think everybody just wants a Superman game like this. I think we deserve a Superman game like this. And I think we can get Henry Cavill to mocap that Superman. And then you have your next Man of Steel. Huh? I think that he Probably is not. dealing with his own kind of tr- trauma right now. Maybe. What has yeah, happened he, to him he's recently? He's nerding out in Warhammer 4,000. So 40,000, 40, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what we can expect from him moving forward because he just got, you know, he I got mean, the stunner put on him. Uh, I just want the Superman game so much. Especially if you're Superman. Just make, like, do, like, uh, what was it, uh, the crew, where they tried to do the U.S. and they just downscaled it. Do that with a Superman game. Downscale the world. 
and have, make have a Superman Hideo game. Kojima make a Superman game. Too much dialogue. <laughs> Way too much dialogue. Superman be talking in fucking Kryptonian half the time, and then you'd have dialogue. Then he'd switch from Kryptonian to Japanese, and you're like, can't you? Uh, all right, I made so this next, point before. Thing. Basic standard, man. A Superman game. I'll allow it. A lot like I'll allow, allow this last story because Microsoft says that the FTC violates the Constitution by blocking the Activision Blizzard acquisition. Okay. Good for you. I'm going to go to our legal department of uh, Christopher Bristow, the old man. Um, do cite your lawyer's number. Do the lawyer for the record and the judge. Does Microsoft have a case? So this is twofold. Um, Sony is upset about the merger. They were originally trying to acquire Activision Blizzard before Microsoft swooped in. So that's the first part. Okay. Sony also blocked Final Fantasy VII Remake and other IPs from Microsoft, so it will never go on to the Xbox platform. The final part of this is that Xbox is like saying, we're giving everyone deals and we are committing to Activision Blizzard games that are currently on that their console platforms to be maintained on their console platforms. So Microsoft has nothing against them in this instance. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why all these other studios or Sony in particular is putting their you know arms up in the air is because of the whole Bethesda thing and having Starfield as a proprietary software with Zeni Max. That's like Budapest all over again. <laughs> but no, with Zenimax, um or as Big Brother calls them, Zenibamax. Um there you go. With them being acquired by Microsoft, that does kind of confuddle things a little bit. Right. But the thing is is that it's only Starfield as a proprietary towards Xbox because Zenimax is making it explicitly for that platform. Gotcha. It's hard to port over an Xbox IP that's explicitly just for that mm-hmm. over to a Sony platform because it's just two different architectures. Everything else, Fallout, Fallout 76, Fallout 4, uh, the Fallout 3s are still backwards compatible. All of them are still playable on PlayStation. Sony doesn't have a leg to stand on. And it, it, it looks worse for them because of the blocking of the Final Fantasy remake and other IPs. Well, I mean, Sony has always had a very close... I rest my case. Well, Sony's always had a very <laughs> tight grasp on their IPs, on their partners. They've tried to keep everything very tight-knit. So it kind of makes sense <clears throat> that they would have this kind of problem with you know, Microsoft. I mean, they're both trying to gain ground wherever they can. They're grabbing studios where they can. And yep. at a certain part, it's going to be three. And that's why it was such a big deal when Final Fantasy thirteen went on 360 back in 2000, 2009. So I get it. It's, you know, it, it 
it's their main like that brings in the money. Yeah, Final Fantasy will always bring in the money, and then with the acquisition of like Star Ocean, that brings in the money too. Mm-hmm. Now well, some of the games they have are, another Final Fantasy coming out. What sixteen? Sixteen's coming out, yeah. and that will be blocked on. That's uh, blocked. It's not going to go on Xbox. But Xbox doesn't really care because they got the window architecture. So they got the Windows PC platform. Well, yeah, so it doesn't I mean, really matter. That's the benefit of being a PC gamer. You have Steam. You have Xbox. Whatever you want to. I, I played Outer, Outer Worlds over our little holiday break. I hopped back into that because it it was that right there on X on Xbox. It's right on my Windows. I can just. Anything that it said, just Xbox exclusive stuff like that, it, it will be on the PC. And the, that's and the nice thing the about crutch that the nice PlayStation thing about the has. PC to Xbox integration is a lot of games. About ninety five percent of the games that you play on the PC platform, when you're running through the Xbox app, do cross progression and cross save mm-hmm. to the Xbox console. So whether it's Xbox One or Series X or S. So I'm sitting here playing games on my PC, I can go downstairs and play on my Xbox console mm-hmm. on my 75 inch. And I'm happy. So <clears> your <throat> wife will love that. <laughs> you could play downstairs, you could play upstairs. It's that versatility that Xbox has cornered. They've had they've had this. What about that's, my happiness? But that's what makes sense. You're married, no. About the other people having a problem with this acquisition because they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make rent too. You know, they're trying to get things set. They're making another Broadway play? Yes. It's, I'm not even going to do this calculus. I was going to do 5,000, you know, whatever, 100 minutes, but it, I, I can't do that in my head. I was going to double it. I'm not that guy. Comment below. But I, 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 I like to think 10,248 almost, <clears throat> but <laughs> you, forgot the square root. <laughs> you forgot the square root. Um, <laughs> but I'd like to think that Microsoft is almost the I bully here. PlayStation, while they've kept things tight knit, they've almost been the nerd in the corner and they're the popular well, nerd, but they're not Microsoft. Microsoft has expanded. And they have all these companies. They have all. They have the PC, and they have two consoles. To where, ultimately, well, at, PlayStation has one. Look at look at the look at the consoles and the and the companies ten years ago. Sony was on top. They were getting majority of the exclusives, especially with Call of Duty, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar. They were getting those exclusives because you, it, it was hammered down your throat. Buy a PS3, you get get the you know. You get the Grand Theft Auto Five buy-in. Same mm-hmm. with Call of Duty. Now you look at it's completely flipped. Xbox is now a more friendly to the gamer market. They don't care if they're not going to get the console, the exclusives on there because everything's going through Game Pass. And then any any games that they can't get on their native Xbox architecture is going to PC, so they win anyway. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a win-win for them, but that's where Sony, PlayStation has Sony, the uphill battle. You look at Sony now, they're looking at their hardware is hard to come by. Yep. It's went up in price since the most recent launch. Oof. So, and their exclusives are so few and far between 
that it's having a hard time keeping the market. Is this the start of the downfall? Do you see them trying to course correct here somehow? I don't no, see that. The course correct. I don't see how you're going to course correct from this. I mean, Microsoft is a juggernaut, but you look at Nintendo. So, so they're course correcting by allowing the PlayStation Studios that were rebranded from Naughty Dog Studios mm. to release their stuff on PC. So they're getting that back end payment through through PlayStation Studios. They're also releasing some of their content and loaning out their IPs to like Amazon and Netflix to create shows. Last of Us comes out in 13 days. And that's going to be on HBO. They're getting a huge payout for that because it's an IP from Naughty Dog, which is now PlayStation Studios. So for right now, there's prospect. If those shows tank, they're going to have to scramble. Correct. Because look at Halo. Big Brother and myself tried twice. It's really bad. Twice really to watch bad. that show. Don't, don't, we tried don't. twice. It's I'm pretty nice sure they got check, approved for a second the season. At the door. I just. It's not a nice show. I the tried that the second good. time and I still couldn't get through it. It's no, just. No, oh. it's not. It's not. It's How can you make war boring? Yeah, seriously. We're going to take this war Inter- and we're going to make it boring. Galactic war. That's you the make third it time that they try to make a Halo show boring. or movie. Make it exciting. I don't know. It's like the new Game of Thrones where they avoided the war part. There's a war over there. We're going to over here and talk for a while. Great. That's what I want. I mean, give me a red versus blue. I would love that. I'll take that over. Goddamn talking, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Do you know you're a war show? It's like Star Wars, and it's all the fucking well, Senate. if could eliminate some of the killing and all the nastiness. No, he's the Senate. All of a sudden, Star Wars is... Uh, what's that uh, UHF uh, channel? Uh, C-SPAN? Yeah. yeah you, they got it all. That's what UHF. it is. UHF. Halo you, is you like you just showed your age. That UHF <laughs> channel, the channel. You talk like an old person. The channel. I am. I <laughs> I'm am. Gonna, I'm gonna go put this on the Facebooks. I have ga- <laughs> I have become one of the elders. Okay, and yes, it's like if you took, it's like if you took Halo and made it C-SPAN. I can't. I'm sure many I'm go, can. I'm gonna put this many on the Many people the enjoy C-SPAN. I can't. I can't. And now here's a guy who loves C-SPAN. He was just watching nothing but C-SPAN. I mean, Connor comes over talking C-SPAN all day. Yes, Connor. Did you oh. want to talk about C-SPAN? Hi. Hi, Connor. What's up, kid? We're talking about C-SPAN. Can I wear it backwards? Yeah, try it. If you put them in the other right. ear, we sound all backwards like one punch. One punch. All right, thank you. Schwinch whip. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was backwards. Ba la la la. I know. Yeah, but did you put ba, it la, on la, right? La, la, la. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> did you put it on right? You said yes, one punch. You don't want the words going backwards. <laughs> so I went, punch right. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I wasn't hearing that. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> One thing we will be hearing, that's this end segment. 
Brought to us by one Christopher Baristo, the old man. And what would a New Year's resolution look like for the Justice League or the Avengers? Don't die. That's a good one. Okay. And then I'm going to die. I got to stop making so many villains. I would say that they should all resolve to be more like Wonder Woman, which is why her enemy list is this big. Because when she take care of a problem, she take care of the problem. Well, that's what happens when you, you know, talk loud and carry a big stick. <clears throat> but, or no, speak softly and carry a big stick. That's what Hemingway said. But, um, <laughs> ah, whoever the fuck it was. All right, I'm going to say for Batman. Yes. My New Year's resolution would be to smile more. It's not really. Unfair. It would almost be creepier if Batman just started <laughs> smiling. Hi. Ah. Wow. Wow. Your time ah. is just. Your time is done, do good. You just and need then to. You just need to get through that awkward end. phase, and then you'll be good to go. But I like, do think he that shouldn't. He shouldn't smile like, in the beginning. Okay, he should smile at the end. Then it's questionable <laughs> because then he looks psychopathic, and they're like, "Oh my yes. god, Batman!" And that's selling the fear. Because a guy who dresses up like a giant bat and fights crime at night. First off, first off, individual. He doesn't dress up like a Look, bat. He just body. has pointy this ears. And, you know, armor or, you know, different stuff like that. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't dress up like a bat. I mean, if he dressed up like a bat, that would be weird. So there's a meme, and you guys have probably seen it. And and it was like if they told you that there were two superheroes or two antiheroes, one that was called Daredevil and one that was called Batman, and then proceeded to tell which one used echolocation and which put themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you would punch them in the face because they they're the opposite um but yeah i i sincerely it, this is a tough one which it shouldn't be but it is new year's resolutions for them because that would be addressing their flaws and their flaws is what makes them relatable in the first place well so look, here's I, I don't here's know. a new year's resolution that batman and Superman can both get behind, okay? All right, I'm and listening. It's be a better father. Jesus Christ. Batman, like, what are you doing to your child, Damon? Not Damian Wayne's. Damon Wayne. Like, bat- be a better dad. Yeah, take him to stand up shows. No, not. <laughs> He'll love it. He'll get his I'm own gonna show. I'm going to get you, sucker. And his, take him to the opera. And his 27 brothers and sisters. Maybe Dick Grayson wouldn't be such a dick towards you if you were a good dad. And, oh, by the way, you saw his parents murdered, and then you're a horrible dad. He had an amazing dad. And you could meet Ivory and Keenan. Long way from home. But I would say, yeah, no, Batman, Superman, be better dads. Especially like Superman and Superman and Lois, like mm-mm. I'm not I'm not sold on Superman or Batman being dads. Superman's a little bit better in the comics. He's better in the comics. But no, be a better dad. That that'd be their uh New Year's resolution for at least very least Batman. I'm sure that'll be a cool uh, for the flash, stop stop fucking with the timeline. No, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, stop fucking with the timeline. The next moment you think I should go back in time, don't. 
but it's so much fun. Uh, Martian Manhunter. I don't know. I want my family back. That's not a re- real plausible, you know, rev. What would be the New Year's resolutions for the villains, though? That's, that's a good question. I want to kill. You can't say kill because kill's kill. Like a, that's, a, that's, that's a like that's a Thursday for them. So let's just <laughs> more killing. Well, see, that's no. That's what they give up for Lent. See, Joker, he would more or less. He'd be along that lines because Joker, his resolution would to be to top himself from the year before, almost right. like, uh, you know, I I did this, you know, I had the and then 60 days later. He's like, I'm going to act like a normal member of society for Lent. Everybody has their, bu- <laughs> you know, their on and off period. But, you know, with Joker, he had like, all right, I had the roulette wheel. Uh, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to poison Gotham's water supply. All right, what am I going to do then? I'm going to shoot Barbara Gordon, uh, embarrass James Gordon, and then, you know, uh, make Batman laugh. There's always that kind of progression. Growth for you. Giggity. Um, But I would say, all right, Green Lantern. What's your, what, what do you think his New Year's resolution would be? Wear less green. <laughs> Don't be afraid of yellow. Um, I think for him, it would be to trust himself more. And to face your fears. Wear less green. First off, that's a Hallmark card. Face your fears. You got to be able to be fearless. Thank you, James Stewart. You got to be able to be fearless and to be able to wield the, you know, the, the ring. Saying, don't, you know, don't forget, don't be fearful. That's like saying, hey, remember to breathe. Fear, his fear stems from like self-doubt so if he were to just work on believing in himself more trusting in himself you in are a good abilities. person yeah some affirmations <laughs> daily affirmations suddenly okay. that should be his new resolution i would say that for all of them all of them except diana because she's pretty confident in herself they all should do like affirmations in the in the mirror every morning they should yeah. do a care bear waking up stare. going to the morning paper i wonder what's in my zodiac today what the heck does that have to do with affirmations? First off, the Care Bears were a spectrum, too. Okay? They shot ah. rainbows out of their chests. All right? That's, That's how cr- we tie it into the Green Lantern. That was right? the Care Bear stare. The Care Bear stare! I remember that Dave Chappelle bit. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, no. I mean, uh, Flash, Green Lantern. I don't know. Let's do a villain. Uh, right. Solomon Grundy. Go back to school. Eat less bacon. Don't. <laughs> I can't get behind that. Don't be born on a Monday. Okay. What's the Riddler? Tell fewer jokes. Make <laughs> riddles that actually make sense. Get there. Not to get frustrated by the Joker. <laughs> I mean, the Joker's funnier. I mean, he just has to, you know, accept that. Um, we pretty much beat the hell out of this end segment, I think. Uh, well, what about what about Deadshot? Because to when he says "I miss you," to actually mean it, <laughs> he wouldn't be an efficient killer then. But I mean, no, nothing. Okay, <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> 
Like I what said. about the Avengers? Avengers. <laughs> okay. Um, Tony Stark. Comic book Tony Stark. Drink, uh, drink less. What is it from um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? If you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Yep. That's what I would say for them. Talk less. Talk less. Remember, Red, less is more. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, no, I think we've pretty well beaten this end segment to the <laughs> dust. I have to know, what's Drax's? What's Drax's? <laughs> Nothing, he's resolution. perfect. He's perfect he's in perfect. every way. And uh, if you think Drax has a... New Year's resolution, comment below. Because this is none other than long drawn out goodbye. And uh, uh, how do we usually do this? We want to thank you out to Moisel Robinson. We want to thank you out to Matthew Kennedy, Mark Gervais, uh, Celine Gomez, as well as you, loyal wall janger, for liking, commenting, subscribing, and supporting the podcast. And of course, we love you. We miss you. <laughs> and we want to see you next week. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Madman. Next to me in the box is Katarina Thermoscaro, Wonderful Woman. As well as below me, but always above me, Christopher Bristow, the old man. Around us all, always and ever, is our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother, Steve Bugrell. And our mascot hero of time, Link Diablo. Until next week, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you then. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, I think not. Oh, God, God we're going to end it. Shut oh, oh, my gosh. How fine. Hi, bye-bye. Good boy. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, what happened to Jeremy Renner, and how did he get so fucked up from that snowplow? The details are still, like, not great. Um, they're not, like, a, a ton of information. But as I understand it, he was trying to dig out his neighborhood so that his family could leave after being there for the holidays. Yeah. And Like a true plow, Hawkeye should. Yeah, and so, somehow the plow ran over him. Why were you standing in front of the like, plow? Chef. Why wasn't he in the plow? Well, it says that his family's with them. And like I said, there haven't been a lot of details, but just like from my own Were thinking, they the there was probably a child driving that snowplow. I don't think it was his child, it. though. Could it have been Mr. Plow? That's it his name. It could have been a family member that was driving the plow, again. and he ended up getting run over. Like, I, I don't know. But his... he Fuck couldn't you, have been Hawkeye. the one driving the plow <sighs> to get run over by it. <laughs> just, I never liked you anyway. But that name again is Mr. Plow. <laughs> That is a Homer Simpson as move to do, though. Hit Hawkeye with a fucking snowplow, but <laughs> oh, we'll we'll mention the other bad thing that happened today in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, which, we're not mentioning the plow king. Um, yeah, we're not going to. Well, cat no. block. But um, oh, it says that he was run over by his snowcat, a device to remove snow, after the machine started to roll away when he was not in the driver's seat. Uh, he was injured during an attempt to get back into the snowcat. Oh. oh, it's always the entry. When you try to get back in it, you're you're gonna fall, man. You're so gonna fall. So it said that he had blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. Something that, that I saw that was shared by somebody, which I I don't know if that's true or not, was like that um, his leg was pretty bad 
badly fucked up and they were concerned that they I don't know if they still feel that way, but there was a concern that they may have to actually amputate or something like that. That's fine. They're CGI. He could still be Hawkeye. This is the snow cat. Isn't there a version of, oh, of wow. Hawkeye that has a prosthetic leg? Um, There's a blind one. There will be now. <laughs> We're making new multiverses <laughs> already. I'm sure they could put that in the canon. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, shit. He's Echoes. got one of these. I, I can see... Yeah, man. Holy shit. That will get you that'll get you fucked up already. So he was crushed right here. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. This part. It's going slow. I can just run on the track and get back up. No, he probably tried to just run and jump and he didn't quite. Ah, the snow. He didn't land the slip. No dismounts here. Here. (sighs) That'll probably be like something like, yeah, you can't ask him about that. If you, you know, you get them in for questioning later, you know, yeah, later on. Like, don't. hey, don't mention the snow cat thing. Uh-oh. Yeah, that really? Was the name. That, but that a... was the name of the next villain they were going <laughs> But I had Not a really anymore. great segue because we have a cat and he almost had a cat. Ah. Wait, am, I, am I the cat? Because you're the cat, but he had a snow cat. So, you know, I had a segue for that, but it doesn't work. Yeah, now. yeah, that was that was um, <clears throat> it was worth it. Um, <clears throat> other thing I saw since we're in the end credits here is that Black Panther Two, uh, Wakanda Forever is going to be hitting Disney Plus on January twentieth. Mm-hmm. So we Day have that. my surgery, so I got something to watch when I get home. And bed, bitch, tomorrow. On the fourth, because we're recording on the third. Um, our New Year's episode is out now. Uh, what the hell did I call it? It was. I'm, I'm actually really pr- proud of that one. Did you put it in the chat? Right. I did. Yeah, I'm scrolling up. Oh, <coughs> demo balalalished. Al Pacino is the whole Justice League. I thought that was adequate for yeah, our titles. Yeah, and Robert De Niro was every villain. I yeah. still ship that. I mean, I, I like it. I like it, you know. Why not? Zig it. I would really like that two-man show. I think that two-man show would be everything for a lot of nerds. And they're also the extras. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane. <laughs> oh, I want Al Pacino doing Lois Lane. Gee, do you think it's safe, Clark? <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Save me, clock. Save me quickly. (laughs) It's going to be great. Yeah, here I come. I'm going to save you. (laughs) Uh, I probably found that a little bit more funny than it was, but (laughs) I like that end credit from last week. That was really great. Make sure you go on to Spotify.com, Spotify.fm backslash PJANDWH to help support the podcast. So, <clears throat> anybody else got any uh, end credit news business that I didn't see that's not really noteworthy? Oh, okay. Well, that's when we want you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button right where Katarina is. That's where you're going to find the very best Perjangers wall hangers video for you. Right where my head is is going to be every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. And we want you to like and comment below because our podcast does not end until we hear our main man Connor say. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>